You want to what? Can I see your dance move? You want to see my dance move? Yeah. Don't just show my dance move. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. That's got to be... Uh, that's for the privileged few that can see that. Oh, well. okay, Dave. Or... Uh, what? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number two of season two of the Battle of Ontario podcast. I am your host, David Celebrity, alongside, as always, my co-host, Alicia Scodelaire. And we thank you very much for joining us. Some big news right off the hop out of the capital of Canada. Mr. Brady Kachuk finally, finally, finally oh, signs his big, beautiful. big, fat contract. To remain with the Ottawa Senators for an extended period of time. Alicia, I know you guys are excited. I know the rest of the league is just great. Fan base is excited. It's, it. great for, it's great for the organization and the fan base, it's let me tell you. Is, yeah. Because leading up to it, everyone was panicking. They were like, this is going to be a short-term contract. He's not going to want to stay. But the fact that he did sign the seven-year, $57.5 million contract to stay with the organization, I think it's huge. It's incredible, and I'm very happy about this. You know, it's so funny. As soon as I touched down in Ottawa, because I was there for home opener, Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I saw the video. I'm going to the airport. Guess what I see? Bruce Garriott from TSN covering the Sens. Uh, He tweets, Brady is closing in on a seven-year deal. Boom, everything went ballistic. Let me tell you something. (laughs) At that home opener against the Leafs, it just brought so much energy into the building. Like I've seen a couple games there in Ottawa Mm -hmm. and I've never seen it like that. And for him, Brady to come out and do his little shimmy dance in front of everybody and get the crowd going, it was embarrassing. You were embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was amazing. It was probably honestly one of the best games I went to and the fact that they got the leaves, but we'll get more into that. But yeah, big, big news coming from Ottawa. Big news. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Um, they had to do it, and no matter what money they were going to get, give him. Listen, at the end of the day, we all know that players are getting a little bit more than I think they should, but that's a lot has to do with how the league is set up, with how the cap is set up, right? And the way contracts are, and players have to, you know, at the end of the day, they have to solidify their futures in some way, shape, or form, or else they have to plan to eventually leave and uh, aim for the bigger bus, especially when you're an impact player like Kachuk is and can be even more for the Ottawa Senators. So I was very surprised that it took as long as it did for them to do it. But but they got like, it done. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. So like we had heard before uh, from others uh, who have been reporting things uh, from the Senators, uh, they were going to do it no matter what. And they just needed they just needed the time. Kachuk's camp needed the time as well. And Good thing for both of them is that they got it done. He's on the team. I believe he'll make his debut Tuesday night. Nope. Uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Tuesday against the San Jose Thursday Sharks. Night. There you and go. And he'll be so. probably playing with his boys, Norris and Batherson, which they were electric last year. So it'll be really cool to watch him play for a season debut against Eric Carlson and the San Jose Sharks. So He still plays there? He yeah. still plays? He's still good. Wow. No, he's good. <laughs> Eric Carlson? Uh, joining us later today is... Mm-hmm. Big guess. Big, big guess is Bruce Garriott from TSN, uh, who he covers the Senators, which is huge. Bruce is a great, great guy. 
So um, that'll be a lot of yeah, yeah and a lot of a lot of the a lot of the Leafs fans might not might have heard his name here and there, but not, might not know exactly uh, who he is because he is basically the Ottawa. I guess you can call him the the beat writer, or beat reporter for the Ottawa yeah, Senators for TSN, and he is he has been there for I think as long as the Sens have been a team. So this is a man who knows his stuff, who's got a lot of good ins with the organization and also has a lot of good opinions on different things that are happening with the Ottawa Senators. And he's and for the most part, he's usually right. So we got a good, good source on with us with the Battle of Ontario. Love it. We'll be coming up a little bit later. Um, but to start, Lish, if you don't mind, I would like to start with the Leafs uh, only because the Toronto Maple Leafs are at a point where it's still very early in the season. Yep. And it is something to be a little bit, uh, I wouldn't call it a concern. I wouldn't say weary. Just something to We're watch only three for. games in. Yeah. We're only three, well, four now. Um, well, and definitely. Matthews finally returned Monday night against the New York Rangers. That was huge for you guys. Huge. Which was massive. And you really do see the difference when Matthews is there versus when he's not. And despite, no matter what team he plays for, you have to admit that he is a world-class player. He's a great player. Any team he plays for, he's going to make a difference with them. Having said that, I made the joke to you opening night about the Leafs lineup, how how it looked like a preseason game lineup, like game yep. two of 10 of the preseason where you keep some of your starters out and you you start some of the guys that you're trying to fight for the team. And I say that because there was a lot of, there were a lot of semi-unknowns in terms of uh, uh, we're not used to seeing an elite lineup. Now, guys like Nick Ritchie and uh, guys like David Kampf and Andre Kesha or Case, as we call him. I like to call him Samsonite. But he's a guy, those are guys that are going to be big for the team because they don't need any more goal-scoring prowess because they're paying their top four guys to do that for them. Exactly. So to bring in guys that can try to score goals, um, I don't think it's the most useful thing. You need those energy guys. Okay. You well, need those guys who can who can battle for you and have the penalty kill minutes and just be a, a force out there other than on the score sheet. Well, you know what? You you are like you said, you are paying the guy like Tavares, Marner, uh, Matthews to score. But yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, there was I think it was a game, it was a second game against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. where they were just trying to score in the empty net just to get that monkey off their back. Cause you could tell it's irritating them that they haven't scored yet. Yeah. And that's, but that's, but Hey, that's the pressure playing in Toronto. You'll take it any yeah. way you can, because at the end of the day, they're going to be counted on to make a difference for this team. Now it is a team game, but those guys are going to have to score the big goals in the big moments. Yeah. But do and, you feel like that was being selfish? Like they were being selfish doing that. Like you just, Oh, I, let me just I, pop it in. You know what? Even if they were, I don't really, I don't really care. Be selfish. Be those guys because at the end of the day, you are the guys to do that. So you can be selfish for that matter. Um, it's 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 tough to say. You know, they have other secondary scoring right now because it is early on in the season. And one guy that seems to be like he's going to be a secondary scorer on this team is Michael Bunting, and yep. he has already scored a few goals here a few today. Goals, yeah. And he's cra- or, or this season, and he's crashing and banging, which is what you want. You want a goal scorer that a crash and bang. Um, you know, similar to what you guys have in Gachuk. I mean, he's not the same player as Gachuk, but he's he's in that category of being able to get in the dirty areas, get in the dirty places, and try to get those goals. And we don't want Matthews and Marner to be getting dirty and getting goals. We don't want those guys to get hurt. 
I mean, come playoff time, you want them to get a little bit tougher, yeah. which be a bit more I aggressive. Have, yeah. Well, I have to, I have to say that Matthews um, in the last few playoff runs has been runs, call them runs, last few playoff appearances, uh, has been someone who um, has played a little bit tougher. And uh, just just a quick uh, uh, mention while we're on the topic, uh, Mitch Marner getting the guff that he receives during playoff time. I think it's a little bit overboard to the set. And I'm not sticking up for him because, yeah, he didn't perform as well as he should have. But it's a team game, especially in the playoffs. And I know he was counted on to perform and he didn't live up to those expectations. But, hey, that's what happens playing in Toronto. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't necessarily just think it's because they're playing in Toronto. I mean, you are making that kind of money. You you expect to perform at the highest level. Yeah, but look at the, the hockey hotbed they're in. And it, it can't be easy for, for anyone. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just saying no, I know. that it doesn't make it easy, any easier. At the same time, I, damn right, I agree he should be a lot better. And I know he does too. He has to. Unless he's he's just doing this for money, and just but you could see uh, uh, some of the passion in this game as he plays. Dave, and, I have uh, a quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, what oh, did you cool. like already? I'm starting with the questions, but what it. did you like from your team so far, and what didn't you like? So, I kind of alluded to what uh, I have been liking so far with these newer guys. I do like how uh, the the new guys that they brought in are are giving some kind of an energy spark in terms of getting a little bit tougher. Uh, there needs to be a bit more hitting. If I see that the Leafs as a team total hits has increased from the year before, then it's 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 a success to a degree in that aspect. Anyway, I have to say, Jack Campbell right now, um, he is playing like he wants the number one job. And I know going into the season, the Leafs have that 1A, 1B with Mrazek. Yeah. Mrazek got hurt the second game. And no. uh, he did one of those freak yeah. injuries where you do those pad saves. I think it was near the end of the period. Even. Yeah, it, it and, was near the end of the second period. He pulled yeah, his groin or something he like pulled that. His gro- and yeah, just making a routine pad save. And those groins with goalies, you know, they're, they're super sensitive. So I think Jack, as humble and as as kind and and you know he's so loving and all the teams love him teammates love him and everything i think he's looking to seize this opportunity to say you know what i've been a backup i've been a 1a 1b with because freddie didn't know what was going on with him last season i think it's my time to take over the reins here i think it's my time to be the number one guy he's shown it in his play he has shown it in his play he's played pretty solid yeah and the the one thing i guess the thing that is that I'm I'm least excited about right now about this team um, is the fact that they're, I don't want to keep pounding on the superstars, but you know, you look at a guy like JT who apparently was, has been in the best shape of his life going into this season. He's been a little bit invisible. Um, and Slow and start, just slow like last start. season. Similar, right? so. similar to a guy like Marner. I mean, uh, but those guys will pick it up. So, I, I mean, if there's something least I like about it. Yeah. And and the defense right now, you're, we're still kind of waiting it out and, and seeing how it plays. Justin Hall getting hurt the other night. Um, I, I You know, I'm, I'm not concerned, but he'll be back. Um, I love Jake Muzzin, but he's a wild card too. Sometimes he, he, yeah. he, he tends to pull moves that you kind of question. But, hey, Stanley Cup champion, and he's a rock on defense, so I, I can't fault him for that. But, um We'll see with the Leafs, and I will say this, and I mentioned to this, I mentioned you, uh, I mentioned this to you off air. I can't even speak. 
But um, we mentioned how the Leafs last season, this was that was one of their years that they should have done something. At least you should have beaten the Habs, and we all know that. There's a little bit of a different feeling in the air this year with this team. And what I'm talking about is over the years, they were always expected to contend for the division, uh, contend for, for second or third spot in the, in the East or, or, or a top spot in the league, really. This year feels a little bit different in the fact that I don't think they're, a, I definitely don't think they're a shoe in for top in the division, but I'm not sure they're 100% guaranteed to make top three in the division. I wouldn't be surprised if this team makes it really close to the end of the season and eventually does land a playoff spot, whether it's Whoa, wild card or a third spot. And I'm saying this because there's still a lot of feeling out process with this team. Now, I'm also looking forward to this happening because as we've seen time and time again in the NHL playoffs, a lot of the time, as opposed to the last two years, because the Tampa Bay Lightning have been so dominant, Look at Montreal last year. Teams who have really stepped it up during the last few weeks of the regular season or last few games of the regular season coming into the playoffs hot, those are the teams that you have to watch out for when it comes to the playoffs. And that's I'm getting this early, eerie feeling that that's what the Leafs are going to do. They're going to uh, have so many up and downs, another roller coaster season, then near the end of the season, maybe a month near the end of the season, they're going to be on the outside looking in and they really got to step up and then they get hot. And then they go into the playoffs on a bit of a hot streak. And that's what I think is going to happen. That's what I think Leaf fans w w should want to happen this, because of all this craziness with this first round that has happened in the last so many years that I can't even count. And I don't even want to count. Them. <laughs> so that's what I think about these yeah. Leafs. And uh, again, very early in the season. So we'll see we'll what see. happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Is it finally my turn to talk? I, I guess I was ready to say bye, <laughs> but I mean, I guess we obviously we gotta talk about the sense. news. Yes. Let's squeeze in some sense news, okay? So obviously, we touched upon uh, the Brady Kachuk signing, which was huge for the fan base organization. Yep. Seven okay. years, fifty-seven and a half million dollar contract, averaging about eight point two million a season. No bonuses, which I thought that's what Pierre and Eugene didn't want, and they got what they wanted. So yeah, that was a big deal. Was that was a big bonuses for yeah. for them, right? So that worked out well. Um, we're hoping to see maybe Brady become the next captain, but we'll get more into that uh, with our discussion with Bruce Garriott later on. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that was concerning for me was again Matt Murray not being healthy for the start of the uh, for the start of the season. With Matt he had the, he caught the flu. He, he he wasn't had like that full energy back. I'm a little worried. We need this year Matt Murray to be able to perform like he did in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, like if he Matt did Murray, put, yeah. if, if he doesn't perform this year, you, you got to just walk away. Well, I mean, we have guys, yeah, we have guys like Forsberg who played Forsberg played a hell well. of a game against the Leafs. Oh, yeah, especially the first game he played well. He stepped up he big time. Really I was well. a little worried. I was a little worried at first yeah. because I love Gus the Bus. Like, yeah. he's another outstanding goalie who played well against Dallas. Him not giving up rebounds. So Murray is going to be, be able to feel the pressure because you know what? He, he, he's able to lose that number one spot in my opinion. Uh, you had these exactly, guys ready, right? That's exactly what Murray needs. I think is he needs those guys for him anyway. He needs those guys to sort of kick, give him a swift kick in the ass and say, Hey, we're right here. If you, if you know, do something yeah. or get the hell out of our way. 
And I think for, for Ottawa, that's a good thing to have right now because oh, their yeah. goaltending not being a big issue right now is a good start for this. It's team. keeping us in the games and it's winning Absolutely. us games. So we, yeah. we have to, I'm hoping Matt Murray's probably starting against San Jose on Thursday night, but we be shall see. see. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Overall, the Sens up played three games uh, this week. So mm-hmm. uh, they went for a record two, two and one, which was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not last. Not last, not like last year. Uh, another thing I want to point out is their rocky defense, uh, especially the game against – it was the second game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. We came out flat, number one. Very you can't come out like that, especially when you're the away team. You just can't do it. As an away team especially, yeah. you got to come out. Really and our point. defense that night was yeah. terrible. You know, Mette didn't play that great. Zaitsev was not on his game. He's been He hasn't been performing – you know, a lot of people shit on a guy like Zaitsev, but when you don't hear about a defenseman as much, that means, guess what, Dave? They're playing their position and Who has it said correctly. that before? Hmm. Hmm. I've said that Starts countless times. Yeah. And, and <laughs> He's not a bad like, defenseman. He's not. No, He's just see, not having a good start. Here's the thing with Zaitsev, and I know this because he was on the Leafs that, one, that two years. You can't put a lot of emphasis offensively with Zaitsev because obviously he's not that's not what you get him for. Um, you want him to still have a viable role on the team where he can actually make a difference defensively. And he can do that when he has a good, either a good offensive defenseman beside him or someone who's equally um, capable defensively with him as well. Now, the struggle with the Sens with that is what do you want to do? Your, your, your defensemen are thin offensively as it is. So mm-hmm. what do you need to do moving forward? Do you put Zaitsev in that Zaitsev in that role, or do you just let him play defensively? I think they just got to let him play. And I completely agree because you Zaitsev, cannot just keep take his confidence away and take him out of the lineup. It, it just no, can't happen. No, no, I don't. He knows, I don't, he knows better. He's a vet right now for the Sens yeah. because we have a young team as it consider is. Consider a vet, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's considered a vet. So you know what? Yeah. He has to just step up his game, learn from his mistakes, watch the replays when he's obviously not playing. And just take it from Get that there. iPad out on the bench. Get the iPad out on the bench. Let's go, DJ and staff. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to touch upon was uh, Tyler Ennis. Now, Ooh, I mentioned to Lee. you, formerly, for, former Sem from before, but now he's a senator again. Oh, yeah, he was a Sem before, yep. too. I forgot about yep. that. That's right. That was in a trade for, like, Connor Brown and for yeah, Cody, yeah, your yeah, lovely yeah. Cody Cece. But yeah. um, he's been playing great hockey. Like, this is one of the signings I really loved what uh, Dorian did. He brought back a guy like Ennis, and he has been playing well. He's been moving the puck on the power play. Power play has actually been pretty solid. We've been getting a, quite a few power play goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's been on there. So mm-hmm. him providing that extra boost and extra leadership, being a vet that he is to this young core group, I think he's been playing great, and I'm happy that he's on the team. He deserves he, it. He can find a position on this team uh, oh, yeah. for him to stay for the long term, uh, long term in terms of this season. Um, when Ennis was here, for example, he was a guy that was playing more minutes than we expected. And that was because he was showing his worth on the ice. Now he wasn't playing top tier minutes, obviously because of the the players that the Leafs have, but he was playing in that third line role at some point. And he was making, a, he was making he a makes bit of an noise. impact. He does. Um, and, and it's because I think, a lot of people take for granted how long he has been in the league and you can't really buy that hockey IQ slash experience. Um, that just comes with 
obviously playing a lot in the league and that's something he has and it's it's in this day and age it's, it is a definitely definitely something that teams look are always looking to add and just have on their team yeah and who cares if he plays 12 minutes a night i mean look at spets in toronto he's one of the the most beloved players there in toronto and i know ottawa loved him when he was there mm-hmm. um but those are guys that you know they don't log a lot of minutes they don't they don't get paid a lot they get paid close to the league minimum but they're one of the most impactful players on the team so you got a exactly. guy like that with ennis right now much like the leafs do with spezza so it's it's, it's something it's very good to see it's you know? something that that um yeah it's um, it's great to see it's something that ottawa should really consider moving forward is is to make sure that they use ennis the right way and not to overwhelm him too much because he is a little bit older he is a lot shorter he's not a big guy <laughs> obviously has, but he's skilled he's skilled but guy. he is a skilled guy so and he can and you know at his at his uh with his experience he can still move so um i i could see i could see ottawa just keeping him for the long term for yeah. sure One in more terms thing of this before, season yeah. we'll see yeah one more thing before uh we get into our interview with bruce um mm-hmm. who would have thought <laughs> i was laughing to myself the other night chris mm-hmm. tierney would be leading the sense in goals the guy has already three goals He's been off yeah, that's a hot wild. start. Half of that's them have wild. went off his body, but you know what? There's still greasy goals. It still counts. That's and a guy, you have to see a line like Shane Pinto, very young prospect for the Sens, playing with a guy like Nick Paul and Connor Brown, who have already gelled from last I mean, season. Leading you couldn't season. ask playing, for a better, you couldn't ask great. for a, a more gelled, of, yeah. complete line than Pinto. It's one of my favorite with, lines right now. Yeah, with, with, yeah, with Pinto, with Paul and, and Connor what? Brown. Yeah. And they're 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 a line that can be dangerous as they get better and as they get more familiar with each other. So definitely don't break up that line. No. I mean, I you talk about goal scoring, you talk about tyranny, and I've talked about this guy a lot last year as we both have. Um, Drake Batherson. I mean, he's someone who you would have you would think that he is pushing for those goals, and you would think that he is shooting a lot more. I'm curious to know what amount of shots he has so far this season because he's supposed to be a goal scorer and he doesn't look like he's getting he's supposed to be shooting more position. that's the well, problem there you go there you he's go he's supposed to be shooting the puck more yeah. he's making that one two extra passes you know mm-hmm. what sometimes guess what you got to be selfish and just be selfish he has, he has an awesome scorer. release shoot just the shoot the puck. puck shoot the damn puck you're right yeah. But you know what? Overall, the Sens have played pretty stellar so far. Let's Good start for them it. so far. Good start for them. We do Way play San Jose. Oh, yeah. We that play San Jose on Thursday night. Brady Kachuk makes his debut. Big and it's going to be an awesome game to watch. Eric Carlson comes back to the CTC. So oh, wow. it should be really fun, Ottawa. All right. Joining us now, we have Bruce Garriott. Uh, Bruce, thank you again for joining us today. Good to see you both. Good to see, see you it. as well. We're going to jump right into it. Bruce, you were one of the first reporters to announce Brady signing that extension for seven years, around $57.5 million contract. With him being here long-term in Ottawa, do you see the Sens naming him captain, or Shabbat like, is still in the running as well? Well, I think that what they want to do here is they want to take some time to think about it. And I, and, and I don't blame them for that. And I, I, I was saying this to someone the other day, that it was a tough negotiation. And, and I don't mean tough in that there were words exchanged between the two sides, but both stood their ground for an awful long time. And I, I think that this contract extension took a lot longer than either Brady Kachuk expected or certainly what the senators expected. I think the way they look at it is let him get in the lineup, 
let him play some games, let him get settled back into the NHL, let him, uh, you know, have some success at both ends of the ice, both offensively and, and doing the job defensively and playing the, the hard-nosed, rugged style that he plays and let him establish himself as a leader again. And yeah. look, we all know that this this captaincy is between two guys. It's between Brady Kachuk yeah. and it's, it's between Thomas Shabbat. And, and, and I really think that in the end, it will be Thomas Shabbat, or pardon me, Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. I won't shock you there. <laughs> um, but I almost shocked myself. Um, but, but I think that uh, th- they want to take their time with it. Uh, is it going to be in two weeks? Maybe two weeks. Is it going to be, might be three weeks, might be a month. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of that will depend on how Kachuk does here. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we did see on Twitter that you posted some of the lineup combinations uh, today at practice. We saw Brady obviously rejoin Josh Norris and Drake Batherson and now pushing Stutzla to the third line with Tierney and Formington. So how well do you think that line is going to gel with Stutzla going into that lineup? Well, I think, um, and this is one of the things that DJ Smith uh, talked about today, is that you got to be careful numbering lines and that. And I know people, on the surface, you look at it, right? And you say, geez, he's not, what's he doing in the third line? I still think he's going to get a lot of minutes with those guys. Yeah. One of the things that that, that line is going to achieve is they're going to they're going to have a lot of speed. Uh, Tierney probably skates better than we think he does. We know he's not a physical player. We know that that Alex Formanton is by far uh, the fastest player on the yeah. team. I don't, I mm-hmm. don't think there's any question about that. But I think what Formanton kind of sat there a bit on uh, Sunday. He didn't play maybe as much as people expected, but that was a big physical game. Against, against Dallas. Dallas? Oh, yeah. 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 And 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 uh, I think that DJ Smith used a term that it was big boy hockey. And, you know, Western Conference hockey is a lot different than the East because it's, it's more physical. And I think that one of the ways that that line uh, can have success is if if Farmington plays a little more physical than he did Sunday. And, and if he's playing physical, then I think that's going to help guys like Chris Tierney and, and Tim Stutz because that's not their game. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Tierney, uh, I think he had 11 hits in 56 games last year. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember looking at the, the hit chart on Stutz too much, but to me, he, he will battle. He'll certainly battle more than Tierney. But, but I think that, that if Formington uses speed and his physical play, then that's going to help. And I also believe that the easiest thing to do here, and, and I think you agree with me, um, is to s- just slide Kachuk back in with Norris and Bathurst. Yep. And try, yeah. try at least at the start of the season to make him as comfortable as possible because he didn't have training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's coming in here. He's been skating with the U.S. national development team. At least give him some familiarity to start. If it doesn't work, you can put Stutzla back there. But you and you and I all know it's probably going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to rekindle that, too, that right? chemistry that they yeah. had uh, last season mm-hmm. as well, too. Mm-hmm. With a guy like Eric Brandstrom uh, coming into that trade with via Mark Stone for, from the Vegas Golden Knights, um, what do you think is going on with that? Do you think have they given up on Brandstrom, or do you think they're going to just give him another chance and maybe slowly make his way back into the Sens lineup? You, you know, it's an interesting question. It was something that we 
we were trying to tackle for question period the other night and I, and I was talking to the organization about it and trying to get a feel on what they see, because I, I, I think in a lot of ways that this is at a pivotal point for Eric Branstrom and his career with the Ottawa Senators. And I think that we all thought that he was going to uh, stay around in training camp and, um, and be here as the eighth defenseman. I gotta be honest. It surprised me when, when they sent him down, I thought, Mm-hmm. For sure, they keep him here and then kind of just shuttle him and Josh Brown in and out of the lineup. Um, the first surprise was obviously Victor Mete sit. Um, I think what you're going to see with Eric Branstrom is they're going to give him probably 15, 20 games in the American Hockey League now. See how it goes. I, I don't get any sense that this organization is at the point where they feel they could trade him. I do think, quite frankly, that in the offseason, um, they discussed that possibility. And I think they they certainly um, discussed with other teams what it would take to trade for a guy like Eric Branstrom. But I don't think they're ready to throw in the towel on him. The, Eric Branstrom has the tools offensively to play in the National Hockey League. He can move pucks. And he can, he can do a lot of good things. This is what scouts tell me about Eric Branstrom. This is where he gets in trouble. Number one, he gets in trouble defensively by trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the same for every defense. As most young defensemen. Well, you know what? Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and when do you notice a defenseman? When they're making mistakes, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, um, and this is what Eric Branstrom has to learn is he puts, I, I don't, I'm not, not sure I'm going to put this correctly. Um, he puts himself in vulnerable positions to get hit. Hmm. And he takes a lot physically during a game. And for a guy his size, that's, that's, that's a difficult position to put yourself in. You can so, wear yourself down. Yeah. yeah he's got to be, He's got to be be a little smarter. He's got to think mm-hmm. the game a little more, and mm. and I think that's the kind of thing that only comes with with um, having success and 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 learning the game um, at this level. And I think that's why they believe that if he can get fifteen or twenty in the American Hockey League level, the other thing we all know is he's going to be back here because they're going to have injuries. That right. that's yeah. a given, you know. That that's how it's going to be, right? Like, yeah, need some depth. Yeah, they're going to have some injuries. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, what I wanted to get into, we want to go back to uh, to Stutzel, and uh, as a Leaf fan and a Leaf follower, I have to say he's one of my uh, more favorite players to watch out there, and that's hard for me to say. So you'll know it really. Wow, Dave. When I say that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a big Stutzel guy, and I have been for a little bit now. Um, he had a pretty good hack job against him last week. Um, and it just made me wonder about the game now and how we don't see those tough guys a lot anymore, but teams do try to toughen up their, their squad a little bit, just to, just to have some, some of that toughness and protection out there. Do you think that Ottawa needs to add someone like that? Or is it enough with guys like, uh, Kachuk and, and even Watson, who's, who's not in right now? Yeah. He's missing a lineup right now. Well, that's right. And and it's right, David, you know, look. Awesome Watson's going to be back. It's he's out at least a month. Um, I, I think that Josh Brown, obviously, he can play that kind of role. That was kind mm-hmm. of a weird fight he had with Jamie Ben on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, 
They've got Scott Saburn here to to play those kinds of games. And obviously, Kachuk, they don't want him fighting, yeah. but he can play that style. And I know what you're saying about that slash on the wrist by uh, facts. I mean, I, I think there could have been a penalty call on the play, and I'm Absolutely. a little surprised there wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you, you think – did you think that someone should have held him accountable at that point? Uh, I mean – if you're on players are on the ice, they see yeah. it. It's not like they don't see it. And I mean, right. it's an emotional game. Um, but then there's also that factor of, you know, you don't want to hurt the team further, get them in different yeah. ways. Right. So, but me, the, the, the nineties kid in me, when yeah. watching that nineties hockey, you right. want to, you want to retaliate right away. Yeah, right? no, Hey, we all know about accountability, right. Yeah. And we all Absolutely. believe in, believe in accountability. And I think one of the issues on that, particular play was number one there was no call against faxa and there was a but there was another another penalty on that play right it was a tripping call yeah 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 so you know ottawa's going on the power play nobody wants to do anything stupid it's a it's it's at that juncture a tight game and it was a tight game throughout so i think that i i look we all know dj smith is not a man who minds fighting in fact <laughs> he loves tough hockey I mean, that, that, that's why people say that Brandstrom's not his type of guy, right? <laughs> um, but but I, I think that he wouldn't, he wouldn't like reality, retaliation if it's going to cause that, cost them a, uh, cost them a power play in that situation. But, but he, I, I think that, that he totally believes in people who step up for the team. I don't, I, I think that's one of the reasons, quite frankly, that Scott Saverin's here because, if they think they need them, they've got them, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Toughness has got to come from somewhere. And not just one guy. So that's why I mentioned Kachuk and Watson as well. I think yeah. toughness is, especially with, you know, with the Leaf squad, they changed a bit stuff up too to get a little bit tougher. So that's the same situation there. But it's not still, I don't know. Well, it remains to be seen. But we'll uh, we'll stay <laughs> on the sense. See, see, I think the Dallas is a lot more hard-nosed team than the Leafs. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. That, yeah, right? 100%. The Leafs are... The Leafs aren't that type of team. No. You know? Who do you hey, have? I'm agreeing. Summer? I'm agreeing with you guys. <laughs> <Yeah. okay? laughs> um, and staying on the sense here. Uh, now, I was a little bit outspoken at the beginning of last year, thinking that, you know, the Sens, they're in their position. They probably won't do a lot this year. And then they had that run at the end of the year. I really believed halfway through the year, just after halfway through the year, that they could have made a decent push for the playoffs, even though they were so far out. And not that they made it super close, but yeah. they did show signs that they could have done something. So do you think now that they had, now that Kachuk is signed and they're gelling a little bit more, do you think they have an honest shot at making the playoffs this year? Uh, to me, it's all going to come down to how they play on the road. It, yeah. Right now, it's, it's in, in my opinion right now, it's hard to judge them. They're playing at home. DJ Smith's getting the kind of matchups he wants. He's got mm -hmm. that, they've got that Pinto Paul, Connor oh, online going. Yeah. Uh has played has played very well. Um, he he just hasn't cashed in on his opportunities. Here's one of the things I think we'll see how this goes on the road because number one, look how mightily they struggled on the road last year. Mm -hmm. Uh I think one of the things that we can look at that will make them a playoff contender is that they won't have to play the Edmonton Oilers nine times. Yeah. Oh, so I, I think that's going to help their odds dramatically. Yeah. And 
And, uh, you know, the other thing is, what, what were they out of the gate last year? 112 and 2? or Yeah, it was, it was not pretty. Anyway, it took them to the 11th game to get their second win last year. Um, but you know what? Uh, I thought Pierre Dorian, when he was on James Duffy the other day, kind of they, they kind of were asking him about making the playoffs. And I thought he had a good answer when he said, you know what? I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. But I think maybe we can surprise some people. And that that's kind of what they have to rely on is, you know, sometimes youth and, and innocence. And, and and I've seen this with teams before, and I probably saw it in 97, uh, the first time they made the playoffs, which just means I've been around a really long time. <laughs> um, but you know what? Sometimes, like, you you don't know any better, right? You don't know you're not supposed to make the playoffs. And uh, I think it's all going to, if they are going to be a playoff team, they've got to get goaltending. They've got to get the kind of goaltending like they got from Anton Forsberg and Philip Gustafson. Well, they've got to get that from Matt Murray. And and it looks like Matt Murray is going to play against the Sharks on Thursday. Um, so I think that they need, they need Matt Murray to step up and they need Matt Murray to return to the, the the form that won him two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And if they get that goaltending, then you and I might be talking in May when they're in the playoffs. <laughs> no, go. really, yeah. seriously. I, I think Absolutely. so, too. Because you know, he just has to stay healthy this year. The, the only other thing, sorry, Alicia, the only yeah. other thing I'd say is, um, and I didn't want to interrupt there, but the, the, uh, an important point I have to make is scoring goals because – I went back, I think the last time, I went back with a lot of the guys from TSN before the season started. I think that the last time there was an 82-game season, 12 of the 16 teams made the playoffs scored 250-plus goals. Four teams that made the playoffs scored 246-plus goals. If you're wondering where I'm going here, they're going to have score goals. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know if you just if you if you just kind of rudely went through their line and lines and like kind of um, just kind of estimated what each player is going to score, I, I I did it just that for the hell of it, and I didn't reach two fifty. I think I reached about two ten. Mm. And so and as much yeah. as we didn't like Dadenoff last year. He was on the he was on pace for a twenty goal season, right? Yeah, that that right. just means yeah, that just means that a lot of the young guys have got to step up too and start well, yeah. talking yeah, about that. Yeah, start exactly. And look at yeah. Batherson; that guy can be a goal scoring machine, oh, yeah. right? If he, he's got to, you know what? He's still young. He has to shoot that puck. Like I remember, yeah. there was one you play against Dallas. He made that extra pass to Norris, I believe. I'm like, just shoot it. You got to shoot shooter. the puck. Alicia, right? you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. He's got a great shot. Use it. Yeah. Use yeah. it exactly. Was it against Dallas where he missed an opportunity and kind of saw? He, he kind of went ah, gave it one of these. I think so. I think it was against yeah. Dallas and, as well. And and then I think he started passing the puck a lot. And he he's a big confidence guy, right? Alicia? Yeah. And, and it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I was thinking. Guy's got a great shot. Use it. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, one last thing that I want to get you out of here with, because this is a Leafs and Sens podcast, I would like to know 
is the battle on of ontario back or what is it missing before it can come back what does it need uh for it to come back well i think we saw it saturday night and and i think that they don't play now till new year's day yeah i think we saw saturday night that what the battle of ontario needs and and it's going to have back on january 1st as long as he's healthy is brady Kachuk. There you go. And, you know what? And and uh, I think the senators have a a guy who can stir the pot and can chuck. Uh, I think that that uh, the Leafs have players who can get under people's skin. Um, I, I I think I think if Ottawa can get back to being competitive again and back to being a playoff contender, then absolutely the the, the Battle of Ontario will be back now. Will it ever return to the days of Pat Quinn and Darcy Tucker no and <laughs> Ty Domi and Joan Newendike and and Daniel Alfredson and Jacques Martin? I, I I think it will take both teams being playoff contenders and another playoff series for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But but I, the opportunity's there. Um, yeah. I, I'm just a little worried about Toronto's window here. Yeah, <laughs> definitely closing. Definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely agreeing with you. you know, I have a, I've changed my tone this year. You I'm, have a I'm lot, Dave. Way more realistic, and I, I just they're to, to be frank, they're pissing me off. <laughs> I, I I don't know what you think, Alicia, but I feel like the gap is it slows. It's slowly closing, and it's getting there. Where yeah, you know what they, they had good, their chance, especially last year. And I always talk too. about this. If it had to be any year. Last year was their best chance against Montreal, and they failed once again. So, yeah, typical Leafs. Dave. Topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. We really thank do you again, Bruce. It. Taking anytime. time out of your busy schedule. This was yeah, great. no worries. Anytime, um, stay in touch. Awesome. <laughs> yes, for awesome. sure. Thank best you. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Now for our favorite segment, Dave. We haven't we done one of these in a this? while. Oh. Thought we would forget about this. No way. (laughs) Chooch of the week, guys. So this wasn't a hard decision at all because he is the biggest chooch. He was a chooch last year, but he's a chooch again. And his name is Evander Kane. Evander Kane was recently suspended for 21 games for violating COVID protocol. Now Mm -hmm. this guy made up a fake document, passport, whatever you want to call it, and presented it to his team to the NHL, saying he got vaccinated. But in reality, he didn't making him a chooch, making him suspended for games. Like, you have to be an idiot for doing this. You well, have to. I mean, you don't want to be vaccinated? It's, then don't no, do it. But obviously, their team had standards, right? The NHL has standards that more than 98% of the players are vaccinated. And I've been saying... Why go out and risk that? I've been saying this Why? For, for a few months now about this vaccination and, and the vaccination card or passport or whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, you, you have your beliefs, you have your views, you don't want to get vaccinated, you want to get vaccinated, whatever. You, you can't stop a moving train. And the reality is that all of the big corporations, businesses, what have you, NHL is still a business at the end of the day, as much as a sport. They're right. So Vander Kane's not the only one to be suspended or um, fired or let go in any business for not having their vaccination, full vaccination or vaccination passport. But it's interesting because a guy like Evander Kane, especially over the offseason, he had all that drama with his bankruptcy, then girlfriend. 
yeah. uh, the, the bankruptcy, the, the, the domestic violence as well that the NHL was looking into. Um, and whether or not the, uh, the vaccination, fake vaccination was a real thing, which they're saying it is, so I assume it is. But, I mean, in a weird way, it's a win for the NHL because this guy just causes more and more publicity in a negative way uh and and i mean one can argue hey good any publicity is good publicity and and you have to agree with that to some point but yeah. the nhl is is trying to have a family image which they have tried to carry for a long time and have have done so to a certain degree so to have this guy come in and, and have these domestic violence issues and you know money issues gambling issues what have you the guy's a bit of a mess right now. He and is. the NHL, I know, has to not want to do anything with Evander Kane. So they thought it's it was... kind of like, get your shit together. Really? Yeah. Or guess what? You're probably not going to be playing another game here. And and that's not... That's not out of the... That's not out of uh, uh, the ordinary for the NHL. I mean, at the end of the day, we're still business. You don't fall in line, guess what? We're not going to pay you money. So you can leave. Now... Right. Is there any breach of contract issues that the NHL could get around? I don't know. That's something that the union and any NHL would have to well, he, discuss. He's not getting about. paid. He's not. Getting but he's paid. not getting paid for those for those twenty one days. I guess it was. Which so, doesn't help his financial problems, well, right? Go. So there you, you know go. what? Lesson learned, kids. Don't yeah. cheat. Don't get yourself into situations that uh, could get you into trouble. Much like anything in life, uh, it's his own doing. It's his own reason. It's his own. Uh, um, it's his own fault that he's in the position that he's in. And you know what? Uh, some of so there's some people that have been saying, well, why is the NHL has stepped in and give him that assistance? Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to see if they're actually giving the assistance and hard to see if Vander Kane will actually ex- accept it. Or take it right. Because with but... all this uh, uh, player assistance program, we saw uh, Travis Hamannick taking a leave. Um, I don't know if that's within the program. We all know what's happening with Carey Price. So you got to think the NHL at least steps in and say, yeah. hey, do you want us to like give you a hand here? And is he going to go into that program? It is an option, but maybe they don't want him in there. Maybe it's like, which, figure it okay, out by well, now if they did that, that's a, that is, that's not, that's a, causing that's for trouble either. because now the NHL looks bad by not any, because yeah. this guy obviously needs help. No matter how bad he does things, no matter how bad he is of a person or decisions he made, he might even be a bad person deep down. But the reality is, no matter how bad the decisions he is making, the NHL, especially in this day and age, with all the mental health uh, uh, information that has come out in the last few years, it, it is not a good is it is not a good look for the NHL to ignore yeah. this and not get, offer them the assistance. At, at the, on the other hand, maybe they actually did. Maybe they did offer them the, the that assistance, and he just straight up declined, which I can see happening from from Evander Kane. So. Uh, Evander, you are a choose of the week because get your shit together. Your, yeah, you gotta you gotta get your shit together, Evander. All right, guys, this does it for this week's episode of Battle of Ontario. I hope you guys enjoyed it, Dave. This was a great episode with Bruce episode. and yep. Battle we of Ontario back at it again. So Let's it's been a it. great episode. Yeah, and as always, as always, you know, go loose, go baby. Go fans, go baby.